It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. negative emotional feelings, issues, hang-ups, and baggage. Welcome to the Tammy Young Show. Since 2014, Tammy Young has helped those in need using these and other techniques to identify and release those harmful emotional energies trapped from past events. Let Tammy show you how these can be overcome. So now, please welcome your host, Tammy Young. Welcome to the Tammy Young Show. I'm your host, Tammy Young, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. On this show, we talk about the Emotion Code and the Emotion Code energy healing process created by chiropractor Dr. Bradley Nelson. I'm a certified Emotion Code practitioner and a body code practitioner through discoverhealing.com, and I help people on a daily basis to identify and release their trapped emotional baggage that may be causing them physical or emotional discomfort. Uh, if you'd like to find out more information or set up a private session with me, you can go to TammyYoung.com. That's T-A-M-I-Y-O-U-N-G.com. So let's talk about trapped emotions just a little bit. Um, everyone has some sort of emotional baggage from painful life events and emotional baggage although invisible, can affect your happiness and your health. So every difficult life event that you have gone through is kind of like a suitcase of negative energy that you're carrying around. And eventually the load gets too heavy not to notice. So Dr. Bradley Nelson teaches that trapped emotions are literally like they're balls of negative vibrating energy. Um vibrating at different frequencies inside your body depending what the emotion is 
And the trapped emotions are negative, destructive, vibrational energies that affect the body wherever they are stuck, creating discomfort, malfunction of bodily tissues, and all sorts of other symptoms. And as we said, they can even cause sadness or emotional problems. Trapped emotions are the most common cause of imbalance in the body or mind, and they can have a serious effect on your health. Let's talk about the subconscious mind just a little bit. We know that the wisdom of the body is not held in the conscious active mind, but in your subconscious mind, which holds all of the answers you need to live a healthy, fulfilling, and abundant life. So your subconscious mind knows what is causing your discomfort in your lower back, um, but more importantly, it even knows what will bring you relief. And it knows what's causing your lack of energy, and it knows exactly what emotion may be distorting your energy field. So to access these vast stores of knowledge, somehow we need to bypass the conscious mind and speak directly to the subconscious mind because it's, it's our computer. It stores every memory we've ever had, every emotion we've ever felt. So how do we access that? Well, it's really quite simple. We do it through muscle testing. And muscle testing has been around for a really, really long time, and it's becoming more well-known every single day. So by using muscle testing, we can access the subconscious mind and find out what we need to do to cause balance in our body again. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how we do this from a distance. Most of my clients live in another state, and so our sessions are usually over the phone or some type of Zoom conference. So let's talk a little bit about proxy muscle testing and how I can work with someone over the phone or video. And proxy muscle testing is, well, it's done on a proxy. So that's a person who acts in place of another person. Proxy testing works quite a bit like how cellular phones work. Our bodies have a built-in capability to quickly and easily dial someone else and create an energetic connection with them. And once you're connected, you can get answers about what's going on with this other person's body because you're picking up their energetic signal. And then once you know what needs to be fixed, you can fix it on the proxy person and it corrects the problem on the person you're intending to help, no matter how far away they are. So... Uh, I have a special guest with me uh, today, Crystal. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Um, Let me introduce her just a little bit. Crystal is a medical laboratory scientist. Um, Her love and most fulfilling job, however, is being a mother to all of her babies Uh, during her free time. She's a birth doula, a homeopathic practitioner, an infant sleep educator, a breastfeeding counselor, and a fertility specialist. Um, Soon she'll be starting her journey to becoming a naturopathic physician. That's exciting. And her passion is to help mothers and fathers through their journey from fertility all the way to the birth of their baby into childhood. 
She's all about natural healing and health and loves educating others on the benefits of using, using food as their medicine. And people can find Crystal accordingly. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram as Natural Medicine Mama. So go ahead and look her up, Natural Medicine Mama. And right now she's currently working on her website to get that back up. Crystal, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Um, I wanted to bring you on, number one, because you are uh, a a scientist. And number two, you're also into uh, natural homeopathic uh, medicine and that type of thing. And number three, because you have your own unique story of what happened to your baby. So I just wanted to give you some time to tell your story about that. And then, and then we'll do some releasing for you about that. So go ahead and okay. tell us what happened. Um, first, so I mean, first of all, how many children do you I, have? I have four. Okay, I have four babies, and one's in heaven. Um, so as you. Um, Introduced me as I am a medical laboratory scientist. So I, I mean, from the time I was little, I grew up believing that Western medicine was the one and only way and that it was all that and a bag of potato chips, so to say, so to speak. And um, so from the time that I was little, I always knew that I wanted to help people. And so I figured the way to do that would be to become a physician. And so I dreamed my entire life to become a physician. Um, I had all my goals set in place. I was doing everything properly to get there. Um, I went to school to become a medical laboratory scientist as my pre-medicine degree. And then um, upon um, graduating and having my last year of undergraduate, I found out that I was pregnant. And so I decided that I did not want to spend my children's primitive years with my face in a book and decided that the best thing for me to do would be to um, work as my pre-medicine degree, my fallback career as a medical laboratory scientist until my children were older. And then I would go and fulfill my dream as becoming a physician. And so along came my first baby and she was, happy and healthy and um, perfect in every way. Um, I was basically conned into having a C-section with her at 38 weeks solely because she was breached. So that's um, another reason why I became a doula. Hmm. And then um, my story is just, it, it goes on after that. Okay, well, it's time for us to take a break, but we would love to hear more about the story when we come back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. 
Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 B.C. when the Sumerians invented the first written language, and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tammy Young, and you're listening to The Tammy Young Show. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to get more information or set up a private session with me, you can go to TammyYoung.com. That's T-A-M-I-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Uh, I've got special guest Crystal accordingly with me on the show today, and she was just telling us a story about her first child. What was your What's your child's name? Well, my first child, her name is Addie, and um, yeah, she she was kind of what started my journey on questioning everything. And going, okay, well, do the doctors really know what's best for me and for my child? And so after I was conned into a C-section at 38 weeks solely because she was breached and the doctor refused to turn her, I was just, I mean, as, as every woman grows up and and has the dream that they're going to be having a baby and delivering their baby naturally and vaginally or whatever, and, and right. I felt like that I had that ripped away from me. And so... I mean, I, I went through a huge, a huge grieving stage where I just, I felt devastated and, and my OB told me that once a C-section, always a C-section. And so I just, I kind of felt like that my dreams were completely crushed at that time. And so, um, then I got pregnant with my second baby, Corbin. And, um, and of course I was, I, I tried to find an OB that would allow me to try for a VBAC. And then at 36 weeks pregnant, he moved out of state to another state and kind of left me high and dry. And so, um, the OB that I was left with, he said, Nope, you're doing another C-section. And of course mm. I, you know, at that point just kind of felt lost on what to do. And so in for a repeat C-section, I went, um, and they told me that I was measuring bigger than I was. And so they kept moving my due date. And by the time things came around, my, my due date had changed to two weeks prior. And so of course with C-section, they take, they take you in at 39 weeks for a C-section. And so gestationally, I believe that Corbin was 37 weeks 
But wow. he came out and he was breathing and, and healthy and fine and no big deal. Um, I still believed that the best thing for my children was vaccinations at the time. And so um, I didn't ever even question about his hep B and vitamin K shot in the hospital or the eye goop or, you know, any of that stuff that they routinely do in the hospital without giving you any um or questioning you about it and having you truly give any kind of consent. So um, I I did that. And then at 10 days old, he had a fever of unknown origin and um, took him into the doctor. And the doctor said that his fever is too high. We need to admit him to the hospital. So they admitted him to the hospital. He was lethargic. I mean, I couldn't even touch him without him like wincing and crying in pain. So I knew there was something wrong with him. They, they did, every test under the sun, poked and prodded him, tried to do a urine catheter on him just to get a, a urine sample on him six different times. I mean, by the time they finally got one, his urethra was just so bloody and he was just in so much pain. And, and he was only 10 days old at this point? He was, yep, he was 10 days old. They did a spinal tap on him and that everything, every test that they did came back perfectly fine it was inconclusive there was nothing that they could find that was wrong with him um after 72 hours they released us and sent us home and the doctor just kind of threw her arms up in the air and said i don't know i guess it was some kind of virus or a fluke and um during that time i remember um because i had never had a child that was that severely sick that they had to be hospitalized and and so I just looked at the doctor in tears and I just told her, please don't let my baby die. And um, right then I just had the thought in my head that said, not yet. And I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. I just was like, okay, well, he's not going to die. So then fast forward yeah. to 13 and a half months later and um, at 12 months old, I went, I mean, he got his routine vaccination on time whenever he was supposed to. So at 12 months old, he got all of his 12-month shots according to the CDC schedule. And then we were told that it's getting to flu season. And so let's make an appointment for you to come back and have them get both Addie and Corbin to get their flu shots um, when their flu shot shipment comes in. And so, of course, me being... A mother that thinking that, that that's what's best for my children. Um, I was like, oh, okay. And so on, uh, we made an appointment for October 18th, 2013 at 930 in the morning. And um, I was just in the doctor's office a week prior because Corbin had had a um, upper respiratory illness that had gone on for like two weeks. And I was afraid that it was starting to move into his lungs. And so I took him in and they said, no, he doesn't have it in his lungs. Just he'll clear it up on his own. And so then a week later, he it had finally cleared up and he was fine. He didn't really have any residual symptoms or anything like that. But I still questioned getting him his flu shot. And, um, of course, I, I stupid me, didn't say anything. But then afterwards, I asked the pediatrician and I said, would you have still had him get the flu shot even if I would have said he was sick the week before and she said yes but yeah. so we go in and um, Addie gets her shot first and then 
Um, I lay Corbin on the bed to get his flu shot, and um, he got his flu shot, and he didn't ever have a problem with any other vaccinations. Didn't ever cry or anything, but then they jabbed him with that shot. He looked up at me like I had. I had let him down and he just sobbed and was so sad. So I took him home. He was perfectly fine. Um, he did as usual. I had to go to work that evening at the hospital. And so, or afternoon, I was, I needed to be there by 1 p.m. And so I was um, just working in the kitchen, getting dinner ready in the crock pot for them for that night. And um, having some lunch with him and sharing my lunch with him and he was sitting in the high chair and just babbling with me and and um, I thought that everything was fine and great. Okay, um, it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we will continue to hear about your story. Stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it there are artists and then there's alice asmar this award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with american indians of the southwestern united states her book dance to the great spirit showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the pueblo indians and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com www.aliceasmarinternational.com and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tammy Young. <clears throat> You're listening to The Tammy Young Show. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to get more information or s- set up a private session with me, you can go to tammyyoung.com. That's T-A-M-I-Y-O-U-N-G.com. We've got our guest, Crystal, with us today, and she's a medical laboratory scientist uh, with four children, and she's also a birth doula, a homeopathic practitioner, an infant sleep educator, 
a breastfeeding counselor, and a fertility specialist. And you can find her on Facebook and Instagram as the uh, as Natural Medicine Mama. So you can find her at Natural Medicine Mama. And Crystal, you were just telling us about what happened with your son Corbin. Go ahead and and keep telling us what happened. Yeah. So um, he was he was fine. He didn't have a fever or anything. He wasn't fussy. Um, one thing that I do remember is as I was walking out the door and I gave my babies a kiss and say that I was leaving, he again gave me that just extremely sad look on his face, like that I was leaving him for the very last time. And, and he doesn't ever do that because, I mean, he was home with his daddy and him and his daddy were best buds. And so there was there was no reason for him to be sad. And so that obviously sticks with me is, is that I felt like that he knew. So my husband, yeah. Brock, he um, just continued on with their day and played with them and did whatever else and, and got them ready for bed and um, did their um, bath. And um, Corbin just got really somber in the bath and he just kind of would, he wouldn't play with Addy or anything and he would just kind of like sit there. And um, so Brock gets him out of the bath and... Um, Corbin wanted to cuddle to go to sleep and so Brock kind of rocked him in the rocking chair and, and cuddled him to sleep and and he fell asleep he um, he did start to like shake like he was like he had had almost like a, a low grade fever when he got out of the tub and so mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't noticeably that Brock could feel anything but that's just always something that, that we just we both wonder and think about and and so then I got off shift at 11.30 or 12.30. I don't remember. It was seven years ago. And I think it was 11.30. And got home. And I usually, because I was still breastfeeding him at the time. And so um, I got home and I ate a quick snack. And then I went in to go and, and feed him. And I looked over the crib. And he was face down in the crib and there was no movement and so I didn't want to startle him awake and so I felt his chest and there was absolutely no movement from his chest and I flipped him over and he was gray and so I immediately screamed and told him that told my husband that the baby wasn't breathing and to call 911 and um, my medical training the very first time that I've ever had to use it kicked in and immediately started CPR and I'm hoping that I could get him back. Um, we lived right by the fire department, so the fire department came within 30 seconds, and they were there and let me finish my round of CPR and whisked him away to the hospital. And and, and then I had a police officer escort me to the hospital behind the ambulance, and by the time I got there, they had started all the IVs and everything on him and tried to get him revived and had him intubated but they couldn't ever get his heart started again and so that's when they told me that that was there was nothing more they could do and and my baby was gone and so I immediately asked and said you know he had his flu shot this morning is there something that can that that could do with and they said no absolutely not his flu shot would have nothing to do with that (laughs) <laughs> and 
So I just, I, every, I, I called this pediatrician and asked her and she said, oh no, absolutely not. The flu shot would not cause something like this. And so, um, wow. I, I just kind of kept searching for answers because they, they obviously did an autopsy on him and the autopsy came back inconclusive. Basically all the autopsy looks for is to make sure that, um, there isn't some kind of homicide or some kind of drug overdose. So all they looked for is any kind of abuse marks on him and looked for any kind of overdose of any kind of like Tylenol, ibuprofen, any kind of drug whatsoever. They, they looked for that. And then when that all came back clean, they basically said that it was inconclusive and that they don't know how he died. And so um, I was able to then find um, a third-party research um, that was doing some research back at Boston Children's Hospital, and they were there were able to find that his hippocampus was severely damaged, as well as his um, brainstem was severely damaged and scarred over several times. And so that was enough of an answer for me to know that. Um, that what really did kill him was the vaccinations. I have since had a physician that has told me absolutely without a shadow of a doubt that not only was it the flu shot that was the straw that broke the camel's back, but because of the scarring that had happened on his brainstem and his hippocampus, that several of his other vaccinations had also caused problems, if not um, wow. the back that he, when he was a newborn and he went in at 10 days old caused damage. And then from there, it just kind of everything snowballed on top of that. And so um, I am very grateful for that position for yeah. um, finally. Yeah. Being it's bold not often to... you get, yeah, not often you get a confirmation from a physician that that was in fact the cause that that's rare. Yeah. 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 They, they're, they at least will give me a verbal. I have yet to get a physician that will have it in writing for me so that I can get his death certificate changed. But for me, it's good enough to be able to have a physician. And I mean, I, I can see why, like no physician wants to be Andy Wakefielded. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's time for us to take a break. You're listening to The Tammy Young Show, and I'm your host, Tammy Young, and we're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective, and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. 
Make your home your own. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at SoarWithKatie.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tammy Young, and you're listening to The Tammy Young Show. And we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to find out more information or set up a private session with me, you can go to TammyYoung.com. That's T-A-M-I-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Today we have Crystal with us on the line. And she just got done telling us about the tragic and horrific loss of her son, Corbin. So he had gotten the flu shot the same day that he passed, right? Yes, 14 hours prior. Wow. What I find hard to believe is that doctors don't even look at the connection with that. They don't even remotely question it. It's just a no, that's that's impossible. That could never cause... I just I don't understand that. It's 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 mind blowing. Well, it's it's all a sham, Tammy. I mean, they so the pediatrician tells me to my face that no, absolutely not. The flu shot couldn't have been what killed him. And then behind my back, files a VARS report. Really? And he yeah, actually filed so, a VARS report. Like, yeah. So obviously, she she thought that there was something that had to do with the flu shot because he received it that day that she felt inclined to submit a VAERS report, but then not tell me that she submitted a VAERS report and put right on the note in the VAERS report to not have them contact the parents and to have them contact her. So it was almost wow. like that she knew, but yet she didn't want to admit she it didn't. that she knew yeah. to us. So it, it is. It's all a sham, and I believe that more physicians know that this happens than we are led to believe. I really do. From what I can tell, um, a lot of them aren't even taught – well, a lot of them don't even know about VARS, it seems to me, and a lot of them aren't even taught about the, what the symptoms might be of a vaccine injury. They're not even taught, and so they just yeah. they don't even look for it. And, you know, I know some, exactly. I know some medical doctors myself and I've had this conversation with them and they're just like, absolutely not. There, there are no symptoms basically because of vaccinations. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm mind blown that such educated people can, can be in my opinion, so ignorant at the same time. Um, Well, there's a difference between education and brainwash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Complete indoctrination. 
Yep. And and I feel like that in my schooling that I was I was severely brainwashed and it took me losing my son for me to wake up and go, you know what, this is all a scam and it's all run by the pharmaceutical companies and we're basically pharmaceutical puppets. We're free advertisements for them to be able to push their products and their deadly poisons on the world. Yeah, and you literally have to have something like this happen to you a lot of times for you to wake up. Otherwise, you know, the same thing happened to me, something similar. My child didn't die, but she was very, very severely injured. And so you, you, it forces you to start to question the the narrative that, that you've been given your entire life. And it forces you, you know, you, you ha- it uproots your entire belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, 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 it still took me almost two years after Corbin died where I, I wanted to believe wholeheartedly that these physicians were correct and that vaccinations had nothing to do with Corbin's death. I wholeheartedly wanted to believe it because, I mean, it was that's what I grew up on. That's what my entire career is based off of, you know? And so when I finally found third-party research to do, and it was third-party research that was looking for um, sudden infant death or not sudden, mm-hmm. death, sudden, sudden unexpected death in childhood and a familial history of febrile seizures. And so it wasn't even like, I wasn't even trying to find research to, that had anything to do with vaccination. And so that was right. the part that kind of, I finally did find that. And then I had a physician that they weren't part of the research, but outside of when I, when I showed them the research that they had found, um, this physician had said, no, absolutely not. Your your son was killed from vaccinations, absolutely killed from vaccinations. And so it just, it kind of, it was, I had to go through like a grieving process because my entire life I lived one way and I, it's flipped on its head. It's completely flipped on its head and everything that I thought was true isn't, uh, you know, it's, it's that whole thing where you're just like, wow, am I living in the Truman Show type of thing? Like, I don't know if you've ever seen right. that show, but. Yeah, years and years ago, but that's it was it was just so weird where you're just like, oh my gosh, nothing is what it seems. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and the tremendous amount of guilt that goes over you. Um, I went through that oh, as well. Yeah, but absolutely. You do. You go through. I mean, again, like my my child didn't die, but in a sense, she did because I lost her in every other sense of right. what I had hoped that she would be. So you, I. I went through the same grieving process, um, but I did want to muscle test for you and find, actually, we're going to start with heart walls with you. Um, I didn't explain to you what those were, but if the audience has never listened and they don't know what a heart wall is, it's basically just a trapped emotion that you use to place a wall or a shield around your heart to protect you from the heartbreak that you've experienced. Um, so yeah, it's just a trapped emotion that you've used to build a wall around your heart. And for some reason, once we've built, or you know, once we've once we have a heart wall, it's not likely that we get rid of it. Um, we can, you know, I find that a lot of the people who do a lot of praying, scripture reading. Um, 
you know, have a close connection with God, they're more likely to be able to release these things. Um, but if you don't, you're probably not going to be able to release it on your own. So unless you know how, of course. So Mm -hmm. we are going to muscle test for you and see if you have any heart wall emotions from this horrific event that happened to your son, Corbin. Um, so let's see. One, two, three, four. So I'm getting about four. Um, it's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we will muscle test for Crystal and find some heart wall emotions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations. Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their world. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tammy Young, and you're listening to The Tammy Young Show. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And we've got... Crystal with us on the line, and we are going to muscle test on her behalf and find some heart wall emotions. Um, in times of emotional pain or distress, you know, your heart can be injured, and this is where the words heartache and heartbreak come from. And a heart wall is literally built out of trapped emotions that we that are found in or around our heart to protect us. It kind of numbs those feelings down or else we probably wouldn't be able to continue to function. Um, so the f- I, I was muscle testing while we were on break, and the first heart wall emotion that comes up for you is betrayal. So that's kind of a self-explanatory one. <laughs> I'm sure you felt yeah. lots <laughs> of betrayal as you started to put all the puzzle pieces together. Um, the next yep. emotion that came up for you was shock. And so, again, um, heart wall, you can have many, it's like one wall, but you can have many layers of emotions that are building this wall. And if we don't get rid of these, then what it does is it prevents us from uh, feeling love like we should be able to and giving love like we should be able to so just a really and it can cause all kinds of emotional and possibly even physical issues if they're not taken care of or released so let's find another one let's see <clears throat> so first i'm going to find them and then and then we'll release them and i'll teach you how we do that let's see what's another heart wall emotion it's in column b it's in an even row Six. Uh, shame. Do you remember feeling shame? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, because there was, I had a, an argument with my brother who refused to vaccinate his kids. So it was almost like I was embarrassed because the last thing that he said to me, the last time that we ever really talked was, um, was I'm not going to vaccinate my kid. You can vaccinate yours because I'm not going to kill mine, but you can kill yours. Wow. Okay. Wow. So yeah, definitely shame because I was, because it happened, you know, like it was, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, were, were you judgmental against him? Yeah. Because he yeah, didn't I vaccinate? Was very judgmental. Yeah. Because he, well, and, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't ever give me any resources. I kept asking him, I said, where are you getting your information from? And he said, I've done my research. That's all you need to know. And so mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay. And, you know, back then, like it was, um, the media was portraying it that the only way that you were getting your information was from Jenny McCarthy or um, right. stay-at-home mommy blogs. You know, it was just, it well, was all. Yeah. They still know, do that. And, and that's like, <laughs> I, I still don't. get well, that. See, but it was like, <laughs> it was huge back then. And, and Andy Wakefield was huge. And so you, you definitely didn't want to listen to Andy Wakefield. And Jenny McCarthy was crazy. And all of these mommy bloggers they have nothing else better to do other than make up false information you know and so i never i never could get out of him that there were safety studies that were done on mercury and on aluminum and on the adjuvant and you know that he's looked into the actual ingredients that are in vaccines and and the detrimental effects that each of the individual ingredients have let alone what they can do when they're all together and so you know, I, he didn't tell me any of that. It was just, I've done my research. And so then I was like, okay, whatever, you're you're an idiot is basically what it was because I've gone to school, me being the brainwashed medical laboratory scientist, thinking that I'm better than him and I've gone to school. And then all of a sudden, here we are two and a half years later and I'm burying my son and he still has his life. So wow. yeah, there was, there was a lot of shame and, and a lot of, a lot of guilt and, and everything else that went behind that. And um, we still have yet to be able to talk to talk about that to this day, because half of me feels like I blame him because I feel like that had he said, yeah, here's my research that maybe I would have been able to at least open my eyes then, you know, type of thing, because I, it wasn't coming from so-called the bad mommy blogs or, you know, and it was actual research that was done, but um, yeah, he never gave me any of that information. So part of me, part mm-hmm. of me blames, <laughs> blames him for, for not helping opening, open my eyes. And so that's why to this day, I will always speak out and I will speak up and I will always tell somebody what I know, because I do not want to have that shame and that guilt that if I turn around and somebody's baby does die from vaccinations and I could have said something and I didn't, I don't want to hold on to that as well. Right. Like our mutual friend, Candace has a shirt that says my child is already injured. I'm fighting for yours now. Yep. Same. Yeah. I'm like, I, I talk about it cause people need to know. And even if they, if, if they think I'm crazy, I keep telling them, um, yeah. I also am getting worthlessness, guilt, anger, bitterness. These are all heart walls that you've built around your heart. 
Um, so you probably have most of the emotions on the on this whole chart. Uh, probably. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see. There's yeah. also sadness and sorrow, um, hatred, resentment. Yeah. Let me. Let's see. Um, there's, yeah, longing, jealousy, uh, horror, peeved. I'm just writing these all down. Longing, jealousy, horror, peeved. Although, you know, it's really hard, too, because I have given information to physicians and they refuse to read it. So, <laughs> yeah. Even from well-educated doctors, medical doctors who've written the book themselves. So, yeah. So yeah, um, that's one thing that I have learned to kind of get past is I've given the information; they can do what they want with it, and I have to leave it at that because everybody yeah. has their agency. We're here on this earth for that reason, and so I've given what I can. And I just have to wash my hands of it at that point. And so that I've, yeah. I've been working really hard on doing because, I mean, I, I have <laughs> even family members that I'm like, how can you sit there and watch your nephew die and then still continue to do what you do? But I, I can't I can't control them. I can only give information that they're willing to even take. I mean, some of them, they just kind of shut me off altogether. But. I mean, it's, it's out there. I'm very active <clears throat> about it on social media. And so I, I have to leave it at that. So I don't feel like that I'm, I'm peeved or, or angry at them. I'm more peeved and angry at the, the sham that the medical establishment is. Right. And even if my argument is, even if there was no so-called, um, you know, peer reviewed, science to prove um what about the thousands and thousands and thousands of children who have been injured and died because of them what about the thousands of stories from parents who had children who were perfectly fine and then they're not they're either dead or severely injured or have asthma allergies all types of other cancer all types of other things going on yeah and that's why i i i'm in the the new um back the people's truth movie and if anybody hasn't watched it, go and watch that. If, if you want some hardcore evidence of what is happening around you without any peer-reviewed research, go watch that movie. And you will be blown yeah. away to unbelief. And so that's, that's my plug for Vax. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't be plugging them because I I'm not affiliated with them at all other than my interviews in that movie. But it it's it's a rude awakening to see how many people, and that's just, that's just what the Vax bus has, has interviewed. So this is the Vax 2 movie or the, the first one? The Vax You're 2 in the, movie, the second one. Vax 2. Yeah, that one was a super, I, I, I've seen the first one, loved the second one just because of the stories of so many of the people. They were, they were my daughter's symptoms, so yeah. All right, it's time for us to take a break again, and when we come back, we'll continue talking with Crystal. Stay tuned. 
master of words, powerful player. What life-changing words can Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever. Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously, with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tammy Young, and you're listening to The Tammy Young Show. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and we have Crystal with us right now, and we've just muscle tested and found a bunch of different heart wall emotions, so we let's go ahead and release those for you now. Um, to do that, we use the governing meridian, which as you, as you probably know, it starts at the bottom of your nose, goes up the top of your head, down your spine, and it connects to every other meridian in your body. So we use a magnet, so we're just releasing energy with energy and intention. And I'm not exactly sure how it works. I just know that it does. <laughs> so I'm going to do that for you right now. We're going to take a magnet and go over there, my governing meridian. And since I'm acting as your proxy, it releases from you. So let's release this heart wall emotion of betrayal. And usually it's just three swipes for each emotion. So let's release betrayal, shock, shame, worthlessness, guilt, anger. Let's release bitterness, <clears throat> sadness, sorrow, grief, um, hatred, resentment, longing. Jealousy, whore, peeved, terror, and forlorn. And if you, if a person doesn't know what forlorn is, because I actually didn't know until I started this, um, it just means miserably sad. So, and I'm sure there are more. These are just... This is just what we have time for today. But, yeah, so that's how we release it. Usually with just regular trapped emotions or how well emotions. It's usually just three swipes down the governing meridian. And once we've released them, they're gone for good. They don't come back. You might have a different trapped emotion or heart will emotion of the same emotion but it would be from a different life event um yeah so crystal do you have we've got a couple minutes left do you have any anything else you would like to tell us um 
Um, no, just <clears throat> just anybody out there, just keep keep speaking the truth. Get it out there so that people are aware of it and we can save we can save people. I mean it's not just children that are dying from this. There's there's a teens and adults that are dying from vaccinations as well. So that's that's what I have to say is don't be afraid to speak out. Because I wish that somebody yeah. would have spoken out to me and said something to me that could have saved my baby. Yeah. And that's true. Adults, you know, the, the funny part about it is a lot of adults don't think they've been affected by vaccines, but they have a host of all kinds of physical ailments that they're dealing with. So of course we can't say for sure if it was caused by the vaccines, but um, if you've ever watched, have you ever seen the videos, Are You Crooked? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? Um, no. You'll have to look it up on YouTube. But it's basically, they just talk about, you know, their theory on, you know, heavy metal toxins and all the things that they probably have caused in our bodies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. From Alzheimer's to autism to asthma, allergies, um, all of these things. So, yeah, I would encourage people to go look that up. Oh, however, the last time I tried to find it on YouTube, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I had to specifically know what the exact name of of the video was. Um, oh. Crystal. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing this story of your of your son Corbin. Thank you for having the courage to speak out to help other people and thank you to all the listeners and we'll catch you next week. This has been the Tammy Young Show. Tune in next week and find out how releasing trapped negative emotions can help you create ideal conditions for the mind and body to heal. Right here on the Tammy Young Show. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.